Hey everyone, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast where we are developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Bianca. And my name is Jeremiah. And today we're going to have a conversation with a real leader leading on the front lines. And I believe you're not only going to leave inspired, but you're going to have some practical takeaways that will help you lead effectively. Let's go. Jumping into the podcast today, we've got Pastor Stacy Brown with us. So good to have you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, maybe something we don't know about you. Oh, man, I'm so excited to be here today. So thank you so much for the invite. This is my official first podcast ever. So I'm a podcast maven, and I'm really excited about it. And I'm so grateful to be here, just like I am for Serving Living Water. I've been here for over 30 years. I've been on staff for almost 15, and uh, it really is a dream job for me. So I'm super geeked and excited about that. Um, I am a mom of four. I've got six grandkids, and I am loving life. Um, last year was a challenge, but you know, I'm, I'm moving forward and God's got great things. And so I'm happy to still be here and have work to do. Well, let me just tell our listeners that pastor Stacy is a huge blessing to me and Bianca, to this church, to our whole staff. And then you're just an amazing person, just overall fun to talk to. That's why I'm looking forward to this podcast today. And you got, uh, 2021 is a big year for you. Actually, the Mar- month of March is big. What's happening? 2021, I officially turned turned 60. All right. I'm super excited about that because I, you know, I just love life and I figure every day is a gift. So I'm going to celebrate and have nothing to hide. I am trying something new. I'm letting my hair go natural. So I am rocking my grays and uh, hopefully I'll sound a lot smarter because of it. There you go. (laughs) Well, it is good. We're going to dive right into it today. Today, we're going to talk about bringing your authentic self to every single situation that you find yourself, especially in leadership. And so when it comes to this idea of bringing your authentic self, what's some of the roadblocks or hindrances that a lot of people have that kind of lock them into maybe an area that God wants to bring them out of and into a fruitful place? Well, it's so interesting. We all come with a past, right? And so first of all, that's one of the areas where we get stuck. We're so concerned that our past somehow has disqualified us for what God wants to do with our future. And so we kind of shrink back, we hold back, we, you know, aren't really sure of ourselves. And at the end of the day, God is a redeemer. That's what he does. And so he actually wants to take the things, the mistakes, the missteps, all of those things from our past, and he actually wants to use them to his glory to propel us forward. So, so often we're so busy trying to hide those things and and somehow project who we think others need us to be that we miss the mark on the uniqueness that each one of us bears in that God said, That's why I'm calling you. Mm. That's why I'm creating this opportunity because you individually, you yourself bring something so unique to this that the world needs. And so I want to use you in that way. So we really, I really love encouraging people to just be themselves and bring their full selves forward. God's already accepted you 
expect that he's going to help others to do the same. That's good. And I've, I've heard it said, and I've seen in my own life that out of your greatest mess really comes the greatest message of your life. Absolutely. You know, I've had that personally with the testimony that I have of just God bringing life change for me. How about you? Has that kind of shaped you at all? Has there been some instances or occurrences in your own life personally that then have translated into ministry opportunities? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm an oldest child and I am a classic oldest child. So I want to do everything perfectly. I want to do everything right. I want everyone to like me and I want it to go well for me. And so you can imagine living real life has been quite a disappointment at times because I've messed up in so many areas. I um, had a child my senior year in high school and um, I was blessed to still be able to go forward, finish my college education in four years and move on with my life. God blessed me with a great husband and um, with other children to follow. But there were so many times where I felt like those choices had really disqualified me from really being who God had in mind when he talked to me at 11. That's the first time I really encountered God. And I felt like he had these great plans for me and that I had somehow ruined his plans. And he's like, you know, girl, I got you. You can't ruin my plans. You can just simply say yes to them or no to them. So when I found the courage to say yes again, I felt like God continued to open doors and to actually use, like you said, the mess that I had made of my own life. And that really became part of my message. And so I can stand before people very much so imperfectly and let them know that God still has great purpose for their lives. Because look at me today, God has given me literally my dream assignment. And that was to serve him full time. And I'm so grateful for that. So I can imagine that probably one of the biggest roadblocks for some of our listeners, watchers that are tuning in right now, specifically they're involved in the local church, you know, leading in areas. I, I, I could see that shame could be one of those major factors of saying, I can't because you know, how, how do you practically overcome that and step into that place of power and impact all the while that shame is not something that necessarily just goes away. It's something that you just figure out how to stick it in its place. Exactly. So many of us have learned how to forgive others. What we have failed to do is learn how to forgive ourselves. Mm, say it again for the people we in the back. We have to forgive ourselves. That's big. And God offers that to us. But most of the time, we're trying to turn our eyes away from it. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to think about it. We just want to kind of bury the past. But I believe God actually says, bring it forward. When we look at the Bible, we should take our clues from there. There are so many dirty secrets that are exposed in the word, in writing for generations to come about some of the people that we hold most dear as, as leaders of the faith. And that's there for a reason. So if we can look at our past, own it, confess it, and receive forgiveness from God from it, and then forgive ourselves, where's the shame? It only then becomes something that we can, in a sense, brag about. I was like this. Come on. But now I'm not. Yes. I was a slave to this, but now I'm free. And so it's really in that forgiving ourselves that we then make friends, believe it or not, with our actual authentic self. Mm. And then from that place, we truly start to say, 
God, you had a purpose when you created me. You knew all of these things about me. You knew that I would want to please people. You knew that I would be very sensitive in nature. You knew all of those things. And yet, shame would say, those are bad things. You're a people pleaser. That's bad. You're too sensitive. That's bad. God says, I made you sensitive because then you can carry my heart. Mm. I had great purpose in that. You're looking at the wrong side of the coin. And so I always tell people, flip that coin over. For every stubborn child, the other side of that is determination. Yes. If we can flip our coins over with the help of the Holy Spirit, then we can see our created purpose and we can use it as a strength not as something that the enemy wants to shame us with. I love it. And 1 John 1, 9 says, confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. What a promise that we have from Mm -hmm. God that he wants us to confess those sins. I've heard somebody say it's like this. God kind of takes you through like, a forest, if you will. And if you lift up a rock in the middle of a forest, I mean, what do you get? You get, you get pretty it's gross stuff. stuff up underneath there. You know, Timon and Pumbaa want to, you know, <laughs> begin munching on all the all the grubs and worms and mm-hmm. bugs and all kinds of stuff. I mean, your, your tendency is just to put it back down, like cover it back up. Yes. The, can't, no, Hide no. it. And God says, no, 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 no. Actually, we're just going to, we're just going to flip that rock over and we're going to deal with all of those things head on. It's kind of mm-hmm. like what Jesus did in John chapter, uh, I think it's John chapter eight, where he encounters the woman at the well or the woman caught in active adultery and what's he say to her? He, he says, where are your accusers? He mm-hmm. says, where are your accusers? That's what we've got to allow God to do to yes. us is to say, hey, where are they at? And for us to say, well, it was right here, but it's it's not. She said, there is no one. He says, neither do I condemn you. Absolutely. And that's the kind of grace that we've got to receive so that we can pour that grace out of our lives to other people that encounter that. That is so good. So how do you and then make the next step? Okay, so you would deal with the things that hold you back, but then you turn and you leverage, you, you flip the coin Absolutely. so that you can actually like use that part of your life as a launching point for, for true ministry to take place and that authentic self. What do you feel like is some of the greatest strengths that come to my ministry assignments now that I have identified my authentic self how do I how do I what what are some of the benefits that come as I begin to function out of that place well for one you no longer have to project some type of perfect image mm. that takes so much energy pr- who's got time to do anything off. else pressure off so since I no longer have to project some something or someone that I'm not then I'm able to actually offer who I truly am. Mm. You see, even making that mistake at that age, it also allowed me to mature a lot earlier because I had to, because now I'm a mom and I got to take care of things. It gave me life lessons on how to treat people and how to encounter people and things that you can bring out of people. And so from that place, now I don't expect perfection from someone else any more than I expected from myself. So it really actually strengthens you as a leader because now all of a sudden you can encourage someone else to not let anything stop them. And instead of that just sounding like a platitude, you can point to your own life and say, these are the decisions that I made. This is what the enemy meant to harm me, but God used it for good turned it around and redeemed it. And so now I'm able to serve and to truly give to others. And so it really does start to fuel you. I think when people discover the gold in their own life, they can really use that currency 
for God. They can use it to serve others. They can use it as a strength base to stand on and to really move forward from. And all of a sudden, I don't have to be someone I'm not. I can just be me, which gives me so much more energy to really do the work that's at hand. Wow. I feel like I'm on like a counselor's couch right now, just receiving some of the greatest wisdom. So I'm going to get off of the couch now. And Mm -hmm. now I want to put ourselves in a position where I'm a leader of a team. How do I help those on my team step into a place where they're now functioning out of their authentic self? So I've got the authenticity myself Mm -hmm. worked out. By faith, I'm not saying we're there yet, but I'm saying, okay, as we're listening to this podcast right now, now we're going to transition from I'm doing it to then how do I help other people get to that place? So you get these great goggles that God gives you through the Holy Spirit and you start seeing people in their strengths. They don't even know that they're strengths. You observe someone and how they communicate with someone else. You pull them aside and you say, hey, I overheard part of your conversation to so-and-so. You really were able to reach them. Like I could tell that they were totally um, tied into what you were saying and they were leaning in. And they're like, oh, they, they were? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, they came back and they shared part of your conversation with me and how much it meant to them. It did? Yes. I believe That part of your gift set is communication. Has anyone ever told you that before? Well, no, no one's ever really said that. Most of the time, I feel like people don't really want to hear what I have to say. Oh, where did that start with you? When did you start to believe that people didn't want to hear what you had to say? Well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was always, shut up. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Ah, I'm starting to see where all of this started. So even as a child, you started to believe this lie that no one wanted to hear what you had to say. Meanwhile, God has given you this incredible gift as a communicator. Does it now make sense to you while the enemy tried to make sure you were completely unaware of this gift in your life? Because now, if you know, you might actually use it and help somebody. And so how do you move past that? First, you identify that you have that problem. Then you forgive the people that helped you to write that lie, if you will, on your heart. And then you forgive yourself because all of a sudden you're reminded of all of those times you could have done so much more, but you didn't because you held yourself back. And that's where that self-forgiveness comes in. Then from there, you're like, okay, God, I'm willing to give this to you. How can you use it? And you just start meeting people where they are. And I love it. I call it calling out the golden people. You see it in them and you speak to it. Wow, you know, you really have a gift for this or you're really good at that or I really admire the way that you blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they're seeing themselves in a different light because they're starting to see them through your eyes, which really are the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And so it's in that that we get to call that out of them. And then help them to walk in the freedom of it. Wow. 
I, you, you need to rewind that and do that all over again because that was worth the price of admission just by itself right there. One thing that you said that just leapt out at me is you said as a leader, you look at people and you say, I believe, and then you fill in the blank with whatever it is that you're noticing about them. I believe that you have that gift of communication as example you just used. And I think that's a fantastic phrase for leaders to be able to identify is Am I saying the words, I believe yes. in you to the individuals that were leading? I think that's one of the greatest things that leaders provide is confidence to say there's somebody who believes in me because we go through our lives being pushed down so yes. much, being spoken down to so much, lied to so much to have leaders that believe and build and lift us up to that yes. next level is so important. Is there like some ongoing things or just like a one-time thing as a leader? Or do you find yourself having to, you know, bring the gold out of people multiple times throughout the journey that you're on with them? A lot of times it is a journey. And what ends up happening is first you observe, then they start to see it in themselves. But oftentimes those roadblocks are still there. So sometimes you have to do some coaching and some walking through. Why do you really believe that? And then from that, then you're able to kind of help them to launch forward. And then a lot of times, most people, even though they get a victory, if you will, in that area, the minute opportunity moves to the next level, all of those same things come back again. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know who would really want to hear what I have to say. And so you have to kind of go back and re-establish um, that truth in their life that just like you were ready for this, now it's time to step into that. And so that is one of the beautiful things really about our groups. In our small groups, we are able to reiterate those same messages to remind a person when, you know, you're starting to sound a little bit like you did when I first met you. Is there something that's happened that's keeping you from walking in that confidence of who God made you to be? And so that's part of the reason why we believe that everyone should be a part of a small group is because in that place, you get to be known. People know those areas where you struggle or where you have self-doubt, and they can constantly build you up or ask great questions to find out why you're slipping in that area again. And so it becomes this beautiful walk that we get to do with each other as we help to move people along. Because I think we all want to just say, it's done. It's done. I'm over it. I got the victory in that and I'm moving forward. But the truth of the matter is some of those wounds are so deep that every time we move to another level, they resurface again. And I think we need to tell people that because then they become discouraged and they don't believe that they ever had any real life change. But that's far from the truth. They did. It's just that now they're up against a bigger mountain and they recognize they need to have not just those skills, but additional skills to move forward. And as leaders, we're in a position to help bring those out and to share resources and different things with them that will help them continue on their journey. That is great. Here's what I get most excited about when we're talking about this. It feels like this type of work is, is so rewarding because you, you, you get to be a part of somebody's life being just transformed, being set free. I mean, what, what's some of the biggest benefits that you would say to leaders that are considering really kind of going down this path of self-discovery, of really getting brutally honest with yourself, identifying some areas where you've just been putting on a mask, 
and then moving past me now and then moving into speaking in the lives of other people. I mean, how rewarding is that journey? Because it seems like it's a lot of work, but it seems like it's it's pretty much like one of the most rewarding places to be as a leader also. It is absolutely one of the most rewarding places. If I can share a specific story. Yes. I met a young woman um, at a service and she wanted to talk to me afterwards and we had uh, a conversation. She had some very real felt needs, but also a very destructive lifestyle. There was no condemnation. There was just a question of how did you get into this lifestyle are you ready to make a change? How can I help you on your journey? I'm thrilled to say that this person came out of the lifestyle that they were in, got the help that they needed in that area to forgive themselves, went back to school, and is now a counselor at a center that meets the very need that they had. And she moved downstate. She calls me two to three times a year, just to catch me up on what she's doing in her life. Can you imagine from one, quote, chance meeting, which we know there's no chance in God's kingdom, but from that one chance meeting that suddenly I can see the trajectory of her life, of how when we dealt with the ugly parts of who, of the decisions that she had made, how she was able to not only walk in forgiveness, but then step into leadership. And now she is giving that same gift of freedom to others through her work. That's the reward. And we get that here, this side of heaven. How amazing is that? Uh, It really, it really says, Hey, it's a lot of work, but boy, is it worth it. It is so worth it on the other end. Hey, as we bring this to a close, I just want to maybe if you could just speak directly to some of the dream team leaders that you're thinking about right now. And when it relates to this specific area, what's just one last word of encouragement that you'd give to us? You're going to crack up at this one. But to our dream team leaders, if you have that person that you're actually struggling with their commitment with their output with the way that they are serving dig into that don't just ignore it or hope that they'll it'll go away or that they'll graciously go volunteer for another team have a conversation with them i i observed that you're struggling in this area can you tell me more about that as they share that that's when you listen to the holy spirit to say Oh, have you had this before? Oh, man, I've had this problem since I was in third grade. Really? What do you think started that? And start unpackaging that with them so that you can help them to not only become free from it, get forgiveness for it, and then be able to move past it. So it's it's wonderful when we can continue to develop the people that are doing great and we see that greatness in them. But I think we also have a special call to the people that, maybe struggle a little because they really are struggling anyway. They want to do good. We have that opportunity to help unearth the things that are keeping them from it, helping them to get freedom from it and then helping them to move into really what God has called them to. Man, that's exciting. This has been such a great conversation. I know that our listeners are going to have to repeat this because you just unpack so much great material. If people want to find you online, do you have any social media accounts that they can connect with you, follow you, and just kind of see what's happening in the life of Stacey Brown? (laughs) 
Well, I do have an Instagram. Um, it is my first name spelled backwards. So it's Y-E-C-A-T-S-199 at Hotmail. Um, and that's probably the place where I'm most active. Um, very much so an in-person person. There you go. So I am here uh, every Sunday at Living Water. And so I encourage people, I take the time to talk, meet, greet, catch up with them later, set up meetings and do all of those things to really help people to become free because I, it is for freedom that Christ came to set us free. And I believe fully that he wanted us to have that this side of heaven. So I'm all about helping people get free. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for depositing into us today, taking some time to share this with you. I know that it's going to help our leaders and developing that heart and soul of leadership that we do here at the podcast. So thank you so much. Y'all have a great rest of your day.